You're listening to an exclusive podcast from Pituitary World News. Good evening. This is Dr. Lewis Plevins coming to you from Redwood City, California. We've had a couple of rainy days, which is great, but I prefer it in small doses rather than all at once. I was pondering and musing about Cushing's disease earlier today and the fact that one of the things that we see in laboratory data in patients who have been successfully treated with surgery are very low cortisol levels after surgery. And the reason being is that a patient has an ACTH-producing pituitary adenoma when they have Cushing's disease. This ACTH that is secreted in excess amounts is overdriving the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. And that cortisol is suppressing CRH at the level of the hypothalamus and ACTH at the pituitary, such that the normal corticotroph cells in the pituitary gland have been turned off, suppressed uh, greatly. And it can take about 10 to 15 months or so for those cells to wake up or recover from that suppression after surgery. When the tumor comes out, the patient is therefore left without any ACTH secretion and cortisol levels plummet. Usually we see cortisol levels less than two, and sometimes we see cortisol levels that uh, are greater than two, but less than five. And in these two populations, usually patients are rendered disease-free for long-term. In fact, the recurrence rate's pretty low in this subset of patients, averaging only about 4%. In general, the lower the cortisol, the better. Uh, Patients who have Higher or normal cortisol levels have a higher incidence of recurrence uh, later on in life. Some patients, however, uh, never have a recurrence and their levels can actually plummet later as the adrenal glands slow down after a period of having been stimulated for uh, months to years. Now, some of the same pathophysiology takes place with adrenal disease. And I read a recent paper Uh, It was from the Journal of uh, the Endocrine Society, Open Access Journal, published August 2020, uh, uh, volume 4, pages 1 through 11. I'll spell the last name of the primary author. It's L-R-E-L-L-E-R-Dash, and I think it's Vanichier. It's V-A-I-N-I-C-H-E-R. And the title is Defining Non-Functional Adrenal Adenomas on the Basis of occurrence of hypocortisolism after adrenalectomy. I know this is a pituitary site, but the physiology is interesting and it's worth mentioning. So a little background. If you have an adrenal adenoma producing cortisol, that's going to ratchet down ACTH secretion by the pituitary, suppressing those pituitary cells and the hypothalamic CRH. So you'll see a setting where you have cortisol levels that are usually elevated or maybe inappropriately normal in the absence of ACTH secretion or with lower levels of ACTH secretion than usual. Uh, In these patients, we believe that cortisol adenomas come in different functional groups. Some are far more functional or active than other adenomas. It used to be said that when uh, you saw Cushing syndrome, it was because the adenoma was greater than two centimeter in size. What we have learned over over the years is that a number of these patients with adrenal adenomas actually produce cortisol autonomously, meaning not regulated by the pituitary, and many of them may have normal cortisol levels, 
but those levels are higher than that person's individual biologic set point should be. So for example, if your 24-hour urine cortisol is supposed to be 20, and maybe is averaging 15 to 25, but with a mean of 20, and you're at 40, that's still normal, but that's double where you probably should live with your cortisol levels. Uh, so if you just checked a cortisol uh, in the urine for 24 hours, you would see a normal level, but the patient's pathophysiology is greatly disturbed. Uh, a lot of work has been done looking at these patients, and we know the ACTH levels are probably on the lower side of normal. Some people use a cutoff of 15. Older literature suggests that a cutoff of, of uh, 25, that if you're below one of those two numbers, you have to start thinking about adrenal disease. But I've certainly seen plenty of pituitary patients who have ACTH levels between 15 and 25. Uh, I think the level of 10 or 15 is a more reliable cutoff for cortisol production by the adrenal glands. But some of these patients with mild cortisol overproduction still have ACTH levels that are higher than that. Um, it's been suggested that the best way to detect these patients who have cortisol overproduction is that if you give dexamethasone, their cortisol level won't go below 1.8. And that's become a standard that most of the societies that uh, have anything to do with endocrinology have suggested as a reasonable cutoff for a screening test cut, uh, called the dexamethasone suppression test. Now the problem is that uh, twofold. One is that some patients have false positive disease, or levels rather, where they don't have the disease but they have a positive test. And we can sort those patients out by doing other studies such as late night salivary cortisol studies, uh, salivary cortisol profiles, and just repeated testing over time. Uh, the other side of the coin is that some of these patients who suppress less than 1.8 actually do have autonomous cortisol production by adrenal tumors. And that was a point of this particular study that was done where they looked at, I don't remember the number, but over 50 patients that had adrenal adenomas. Uh, and they, they found that a number of people had adrenal insufficiency after having what was thought to be a non-functioning adrenal tumor removed. That by definition suggests that the patient probably made too much cortisol for their body, even though cortisol levels were normal, and that they had suppressed ACTH secretion. And when you took the adrenal tumor out, the ACTH levels were low. And just as in Cushing's patients, that means you can't produce cortisol from the other adrenal gland, or Cushing's disease patients, I should say, you don't produce cortisol from the adrenal gland and uh, therefore you have adrenal insufficiency. And one of the curious things they found in this study was that the cutoff that better defined those patients who might have any degree of adrenal insufficiency was much lower than the 1.8, it was actually 1.2. So it raises the question that we might actually be missing some people with autonomous cortisol secretion that is clinically important as evidenced by the fact that some of these patients develop adrenal insufficiency after surgery if we use a cutoff of 1.8. Uh, I think the take-home message from this paper is that uh, the physiology is there, it's real, it's similar in the two conditions with regards to ACTH suppression, and that we need to be really careful, uh, especially in patients with adrenal adenomas, when we look at a particular cutoff and define that as the difference between disease and no disease. Uh, so it's important to keep in mind that uh, we do more than treat biochemistry. We also look at the patient. 
We know that those with autonomous cortisol hypersecretion have a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, uh, obesity, diabetes, etc. So certainly, if you see these complications in a patient with adrenal adenoma and the cortisol is greater than 1.8, we would recommend treatment. If the cortisol is between 1.2 and 1.8, it should raise the physician's eyebrows and uh, the patient's eyebrows as well and prompt a discussion about the most appropriate form of therapy in this particular setting. Different therapeutic strategies are beyond the scope of this uh, brief musings. I just wanted to introduce the topic and uh, share some of my thoughts about uh, pituitary and adrenal physiology and pathophysiology in different disease states. So with that said, I would invite you to listen to our other podcasts and read some of our articles related to Cushing's syndrome and some of the different medical therapies that are available. Uh, That's it for me this evening. Uh, Hope you all have a uh, restful night's uh, worth of sleep. Uh, Once again, this has been Dr. Lewis Blevins of Pituitary World News coming to you from Redwood City, California. Uh, Be well and we'll see you soon.